Hello, and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm producer Ruth Brown. Today, I'm joined by Idaho Capital Sun reporter Kyle Fonnensteel to talk about the new Idaho Youth Ranch residential facility. Thanks for joining me, Kyle. Hi, Ruth. Thanks for having me. So historically in Idaho, juveniles in need of inpatient psychiatric care were sent to out-of-state facilities because Idaho does not have a facility that treats juveniles, um, particularly one that uh, accepts Medicaid. This, of course, has been an ongoing issue as sending a child uh, out of state that has a serious mental illness is less than ideal. Kyle, you wrote a story this week. Uh, Can you tell me about the new youth ranch facility? Yeah, uh, the new youth ranch facility is officially called the Residential Center for Healing and Resilience. It's a place where kids can get mental health treatment and live in the center, they eat in the center, and they go to school in the center as well. Uh, it has 64 beds. All or all of those beds have their own rooms. It has a charter school on campus to, for kids to continue their education. Uh, it's it's a pretty scenic campus with trees and fields, only a short drive away from downtown Caldwell in southwest Idaho. It's primarily focused on treating Medicaid patients, but they do accept patients on private insurance. And officials currently estimate that they'll treat about 100 kids each year there. But the center does hope to expand eventually with a new 32-bed facility on campus to complement its already 64-bed capacity. Kyle, can you walk me through what kind of special needs would these kids have that would need to be in an, in a psychiatric facility that is inpatient? Um, I probably can't speak best to this at length, but uh, very briefly, it's uh, severe mental illness that they'd have to be treated for inpatient. So on, on any given day, Idaho has more than 100 kids on Medicaid being sent out of state to access um, this kind of residential care. I know last year, Idaho Reports interviewed a family, a woman that did have to send some children out of state. And usually, I think those kids have complex mental health issues. But um, something, can you walk me through maybe the, the ages and the educational opportunities that'll be at the, at the residential facility? Uh, yeah, they're going to be kids that are aged 11 to 17 years old, and, and they're also going to be having access to a bunch of educational resources. There's six classrooms there, and uh, they're teaching all sorts of subjects, and children will have individual education plans based on their needs, and families will also be involved in treatment. I guess uh, a big thing that the, the facility is focusing on is how they're providing family-centered care, and that's the big benefit to uh, to coming local. What, are the, what do we know about staffing for the facility? I mean, they're not going to start with all 64 beds full, correct? I don't know. Walk me through that. No, they're trying to ramp up their staffing right now. Uh, eventually, they hope to hire 120 full-time staff for the campus. But, but right now, they're slowly ramping up their capacity to take in children. Uh, they'll start taking children I think today, actually, but they're starting out with eight children initially and then adding eight eight more children each month until they can ramp up to their full capacity, which is 64 kids at a time. Uh, What do we know about where the funding is coming for this type of facility? It's been an ongoing issue for Youth Ranch. Um, Yeah, Youth Ranch was able to raise $35 million, uh, mostly, mostly through private donations but the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare uh, also awarded the nonprofit an $8 million grant 
and and something they mentioned to me that I didn't put in my story was that a lot of their a lot of their private donors didn't necessarily know about their work and their history of residential care. Uh, they might have known them as a, as a thrift store, which a lot of Idahoans do. Can you talk to me about that the history of what Youth Ranch has offered for residential care? I, I was really interested to learn that aspect of the story about how Youth Ranch, uh, kind of from its start, was involved in residential care. Uh, the way they tell the story is in 1952, Reverend James Crow and Ruby Carey Crow, they were a married couple. They, they made their dream possible. They, they founded Idaho Youth Ranch and bought 2,560 acres of land in Rupert for $1 per acre per year with no interest. They believed that a ranch lifestyle could provide the residential care that would meet the needs of Idaho's youth. And then the couple began treating boys originally in the youth ranch facility in Rupert in the 1950s. But now uh, in 2023, the youth ranch has now more than six decades of experience providing residential care to Idaho's children and families. The, the CEO told me that it's been the most consistent thing that youth ranch has done. From talking to uh, organizers, what do they say about some of the um, the goals that they have treating uh, children in state with their families? They say it's going to be incredibly important to help have better outcomes for children because children who have to go out of state, not only is it quite costly, it's also it separates you from your family during a really vulnerable time of your life. And, uh, and, and, and families don't get the chance to, to visit their, their child as much. And uh, they also don't get the chance to be as involved in their care. And, and also it helps with the transition after you leave the facility, you're still gonna need uh, mental health care from other parts of the mental health system. Uh, you're gonna need to come to primary care doctors, mental health specialists, and being able to be closer to, this, to the people who treated you in a facility is, is, is uh, these youth ranch folks say, going to be a lot better uh, than, than having your care spread out all over the country. Kyle, can you uh, talk to me a little bit about what the facility looked like? What made it unique? I was pretty struck by how it didn't, how it didn't look like a, like a mental health facility. It had uh, large windows, carpeted floors, wooden ceilings. Some of the hallways were, were, were quite wide, especially in the, in the school building portion of the campus. And it, it, it looked more familiar to me than, than like, a, like a mental health facility. And in, I think they have, they have little features that, that show that they are paying attention to the needs of the children who are gonna be cared for there. Like, uh, I guess the hallways are one example. Um, uh, they, they told me that they built the hallways extra wide because uh, a lot of children who are experiencing emotional distress have, uh, they, they, have, they have a larger quote unquote bubble than other people, a personal space that they'd like. And uh, they, they built extra hallways to give people uh, to account for that bigger bubble. And um, each of the classrooms have restrooms. So kids who need to go to the bathroom don't need to leave the, leave the classroom. And, uh, and I guess one other uh, kind of cool touch was uh, the four dorm halls are named after different uh, Idaho mountain regions from different parts of the state. You know, that eastern part, uh, the southwestern part, uh, northern and, and central Idaho. And I thought that was neat. Thanks for listening. To read Kyle's full story, you can visit IdahoCapitalSun.com. And in August of 2022, Idaho Youth Ranch CEO Scott Curtis spoke with host Melissa Davlin about the new residential center's benefits. Here's some of what he had to say. 
So these are youth and families who are struggling, right? They are having uh, behavioral issues, mental health issues, um, and they've, other services haven't been successful in addressing those. And so in many cases, these are youth and families who are feeling really desperate to get the support they need. In the, in the case of youth who are on Medicaid, um, they have to go to an accredited facility. Idaho currently does not have an accredited facility that can take youth who are on Medicaid. So that is one of the things that we're going to be. We're gonna be Idaho's residential facility um, that can take all Idaho kids. And one of the things that happens um, is in great residential care, the families are integrated from day one and all the way throughout, right? Because it's a family solution to what's going on with a young person. And, and when they come back home, whether that's four months later or seven months later, um, or somewhere in between, um, the family needs to be operating well. That's very challenging when a child is sent to another state. Not to mention the fact that it's further trauma for kids, most of whom have already experienced a lot of trauma in their childhood. So to be told, we don't have anything to take care of you here and your family's here, but we're gonna send you to Georgia is, is, is even more problematic. Um, so you asked about the, the types of kids that have come here. I would just tell people, they're the kids you know, right? I think for a lot of us, we're able to separate and say, oh, those kind of kids, they're the kids you see they're the kids that are your classmates of your children. In many cases, they're your children, your own relatives. Um, kids are struggling, and um, it crosses all socioeconomic groups. Um, and uh, we're going to be privileged to be able to serve the youth and families that come to us. We'll be back next week with a new podcast. Thanks for listening. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marsha Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.